tonight we're talking about legacy. Tonight we're talking about something that's gonna outlast everybody in this room. And so in order to get there, it's gonna require everybody in every room and every Fuse Auditorium tonight to engage your mind for a minute. So what I need you to do is, right there in your mind, I need you to imagine yourself as an old man or an old woman. I know for some of you are like, man, this is crazy. Just go with me, okay? See yourself as an old man or an old woman and your life has played out however you wanted it to, all right? If you wanted to get married, then you got married and you had a ton of kids, it was awesome. If you wanted to be single, then you stayed single and you were rich and it was awesome. But imagine yourself as an old man or an old woman, okay? And now, what I want you to do is I want you to say out loud, this is only for people that are in love with Jesus and are following Jesus. I want you to imagine looking in the eyes of yourself as that old person. And tonight as we get started, I want you to say out loud, you don't have to yell this, but I want you to say out loud, when I am that version of me, so say it, after, say it with me, when I am that version of me, I will love Jesus more than I do right now. Okay, now I want you to really think about yourself in that season. You're a grandpa or a grandma. You have kids that have kids. I want you to say this after me. When I am that version of me, I will love Jesus more than I do right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. High five two people and then grab a seat. We got to get going. Let's go. <clears throat> All right. On every campus, grab a Bible. We are going straight in tonight. Thank you, Davis. I am not going to take a ton of time to preach tonight. Um, I am going to be out of here in just a few minutes. We got some special things planned, okay? So um, when you are ready to hear the word of the Lord and to engage tonight, then say, I'm ready. Awesome. Okay, let me set a couple of cultural things really fast. I'm gonna hit these. I'm gonna hit these super super fast, and then we're gonna go. Okay, a couple of cultural expectations. We're back from Gauntlet. Gauntlet was fire. If you missed it, please join us next year. School is coming back in a couple of weeks. Stop. 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 One of these cultural expectations that we're gonna set. Whenever the idea of school is brought up, we're not gonna boo ever again in here. You gotta understand. We are gonna reframe what we think about school. I know, I know, I know. I remember being 13, 14, 15 years. I know that. One of the things that changed my life was somebody helping me think differently about school. We are going to set some different expectations about what we think about school. When we talk about school, you need to think my mission field. You need to think the calling that God has placed on my life. Do not think about boring school, okay? We all get it. School is the same. It is what it is. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. You gotta think differently. So that's cultural expectation number one. We're gonna start thinking and talking differently about school. Cultural expectation number two, just setting culture, and then I'm, I'm really, I'm gonna hit a couple of points really fast, read some scripture, and we're gonna go. You need to bring a Bible and a journal to fuse all the time. We got a ton of new folks. We got a ton of people that are jumping back in that have been out for a while. It's the, the word you're gonna hear from whoever is up here on this stage is going to be impactful, but you gotta understand, a dull pencil is better than a sharp mind. You write something down, you are 90% more likely to remember it than if you just think it. 
all right? You gotta write stuff down. If, so, if a pastor or a worship leader or your group leader or somebody in your group says something that's important that you need to remember and think through, you need to write it down. I would say use your phone, but honestly, I try to use my phone and I end up getting on Twitter or Instagram or whatever because it's just a distraction. So write things down with a pencil and a paper. If you don't know what that is, we got big problems, but we'll get there too. All right, that's cultural expectation number three or number two. Cultural expectation Number three is why you're here tonight. We are at one of the most incredible parts of our calendar year, okay? And we are at the time when, and this is, this is, this is really um, gonna only be directed at a, hand, at a smaller percentage of our attendees tonight, but is really impacting all of us at some point. We have reached the week in our calendar year as a Fuse ministry where we get to graduate out our senior class we get to instate our rising senior class as the official leadership of our ministry, and everybody gets to be a part of that. Now, cultural expectation number three, and this is a big one, is this, and I want everybody to hear this. The expectation of me and your Fuse pastor and your mom and your dad and your Fuse group leader and your community around you is that every single person that comes to Fuse graduates out of Fuse. Now, if you move to a different city or, you know, you guys, your family ends up going to another church or whatever, like all, all gravy, nobody's going to matter anything. But if you're here, if this is your house, if this is your community, if this is your youth group, your student ministry, your body of belief, if you're 12 years old, I want to make it abundantly clear. Our heart is to journey with you until you graduate from high school. This is not a hype thing where we want you to come in here and download our songs and follow us on Instagram because we got funny memes and come to the gauntlet so we can get you all hyped up and talk about stuff. We're gonna do all of that. The people that come to this church give a lot of money so that we can spend a lot of money to help you bring your friends to something where they can hear about Jesus. We're gonna do the cool stuff and the big stuff and the shiny stuff, but that's not why we're here. We're here because our goal is to journey with you from the time that you get into the sixth grade and you're young, and you're fresh, and you're, you're vibrant, you're excited about life, you're in love with God, you're learning how to be, you know, how to socialize with the world around you, how to network with your friends. Our heart and our goal is to journey with you from that point until you are a almost grown man and grown woman, graduating out of high school, getting ready to step into the real world and make big boy and big girl decisions. And then from there, we're going to talk about what our heart is after that. But I just want to state that. I don't know that it may have been a while since you heard that. You may have never heard that. Our heart is to walk with you for years and years and years. Because this is true in business. This is true in, you know, um, just whatever. It, it, it takes a long time to become an overnight success. And all of a sudden, what's going to happen? You can ask some of the people with seasoning and age. That's a kind way of saying older people in here. You can ask them, it takes a long time for you to experience some of the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to grow in your life. And I don't want you to get discouraged because you had a bad season or I don't want you to walk away from God because you had a spring break that you regret and not understand that it takes some time for you to learn and see some of the fruit that God wants to grow in your life. So right from the top, I just want you to know as we go for the next 10 minutes and then we're gonna move on, I want, we want to journey with you for years and years and years and years. We want to celebrate your transition into next seasons of life. We want to graduate you out into big grown things and we want to celebrate and hold your arms up as you go and do amazing things in the world. 
but you got to commit to us and this family and your fuse group and your fuse group leader. So I want to show you this, and I'm going to read a bunch of scripture, and i got just a couple of points, and we're going to keep going, and then we're going to graduate out our seniors. We're going to do a lot of praying for people. If you're not a junior or a senior, I'll just tell you this. You're going to be watching a lot of things happen tonight, prayer for people. You need to be thinking about how this is going to inspire you to make it. You need to be thinking about how this is going to inspire you to make your sophomore year, freshman year, eighth grade year count, okay? Tonight is not just for you to be a spectator, but we are going to take some time to do something specifically for special people that are here at Fuse. So if you're taking notes, write this down. The Christian race is not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. It's a relay. And we're holding this baton. If you are here last week, Pastor Mayor Knox preached an amazing message where we're talking about this, our heart is to show you that following Jesus and life with God, filled with the Spirit, pursuing the things of Christ, is not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. It's a relay. That's why you're going to show up here in a few weeks, and we are going to have a high school ministry called Fuse that meets on one night, and a middle school ministry called Fuse that meets on another night. Here in just a few weeks, if you haven't heard that, we're going we're gonna to launch a new night, a new experience and it's not, well, one, it's because in a couple of our campuses, we're running out of space and we got to figure out something to do, praise God. But two, we just want you to know our heart is to journey with you in all seasons of life. That's why if you're a middle schooler, you're going to get a unique to you catered middle, middle school experience with Fuse. And the people that are going to lead you are going to be a few seasons of life ahead of you. Because they're not only trying to walk with God and follow Jesus in their season of life, they're also trying to hand the baton down to you. You high schoolers, that's why you're going to show up here and there's going to be college age and grown moms and dads and even grandmas and grandpas that are going to be here trying to not just follow Jesus in their older age, but to also hand the baton down to you. Because one of the things that we have got to understand is it is only success if we pass it on. It only, it's, only, it's not a win if we have this huge thing, this massive flash in the pan, and then in five years nobody's here and nobody knows what we did. That's not a win. That's not the kingdom of God. It's not, we don't want you to change your entire school and then when you leave in a couple of years, nobody there is a Christian and nobody's a believer and we gotta start all over again. That's not how it works. The kingdom of God is like a seed. You plant it, it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And so as God is doing that in you, we want it to be what he does in us. So if you have a Bible, turn to the book of Hebrews. I'm gonna read a lot of scripture. That's why you want to bring a Bible so you can read along with me. It gets boring if you listen to my voice. I got kind of a high squealy voice. I'm a little bit insecure about it. It is what it is. But So you need to read along with me so you're not just listening to me read. But you also need to learn how to read the Bible and gather thoughts for yourself and feed yourself spiritually. If you have a Bible, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. Am I talking too fast? Okay, good. Um, let's pick it up. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. I'm going to read about a lot of people. I don't have time to give you the context for what Hebrews 11 is about, but we're going to get to Hebrews 12, and Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is what I really want to get to. But the best way to understand the Bible is to read the rest of it. So if we want to get context, context out of Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, we need to read Hebrews 11, the last 17 verses of that. You're going to recognize some of the names in here. You're going to recognize some of the people. Even if you don't, just go with me and engage your brain. Are you ready? Say yes. All right, throw it on the screen. Let's go. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23. <clears throat> By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, 
choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. That's another message for another time, but that would be a good thing to do this school year when you get in the locker room. Anyway, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover, sprinkled the blood so the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign enemies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, They should not be made perfect. And then we get to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and it says this. Therefore. Now, whenever you see the word therefore in the Bible, you ask this question. What is it therefore? It is there to point back to what I just read. And what it's referencing is all of these men and women of faith who walked with God, who were tortured, murdered, cut in half, burned alive, fed to lions who were, I mean, literally, they were murdered because they believed in Jesus. That's exactly what this is saying. You ready? Because of them, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated right now at the right hand of the throne of God. Pause. Another cultural expectation is when we read Bible verses that are absolute fire, you need to get zooted and you need to get jacked up and you say amen in the middle of these verses. That's why you need to get ready to read these Bibles. When we're, I mean, okay, anyway, we'll get there. This is another, we'll work on it. We got, we're got a long way to go. We're gonna work on it. Verse number three, this is where we're gonna end. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Okay, I'm gonna give you three points really fast, specifically talking now to our seniors who are moving on to new seasons of life. I'm gonna give you three points that will keep you from growing weary and growing faint-hearted as you walk in this life with God. Are you ready? This is for everybody to take notes, but I want specifically our seniors to hear me on this, okay? Point number one is this, focus on Jesus. In the next couple of months, you are going to be and have the opportunity to focus on anything you'd like to focus on. You're going to be tempted to focus on your career. You're going to be tempted to focus on making people happy. You're going to be tempted to focus on fitting in with certain people that you haven't met yet. 
You're gonna be tempted with doing a lot of things. You know why you should be tempted? Because it's time for you to be able to have the confidence required to make good decisions for your future. Rejoice when you face trials because that sort of suffering, that sort of temptation, that sort of, what it does when you make the right decision in the face of that is it gives you a confidence that I actually am filled with the Holy Spirit and I will succeed in my life with God, okay? Every temptation is not a bad one. It helps you to be confident in who God has called you to be and what God has called you to do, okay? But you have to focus on Jesus. And what I mean is this, You've got to get the Bible in front of you when you get into your dorm room. And I'm saying you need to be okay being the weird person who the first thing you did in your dorm room was read your Bible. I'm not saying there's like a spiritual thing that happens, but what I'm saying is you've got to set the expectation for yourself of what college is going to be like for you. You've got to go ahead and make the decision before you got to make the decision of what your first day on the job is going to be. Focus on Jesus. And if, you, if you're not competent or confident in how to read the word yet and how to like get something out of the Bible, I do not care. Pick a Bible, start in Matthew chapter five and read Matthew five, six, and seven until you have memorized Jesus' first sermon. Then we can ask questions and talk context. Focus on Jesus. Your eyes on the word of God. You need to be praying. You need to be worshiping. You need to fill your dorm rooms, fill your car rides to your new job. Fill your plane ride to the Air Force base that you're going into. Fill it with worship and hear your mouth set new habits for you to sing praises to God. Focus on Jesus and you, it will help you and keep you from growing weary and faint-hearted as you're running the race that has been passed down to you. We have such a great cloud of witnesses. We read this Bible verse and you may have no context for it. Literally what the writer of Hebrews is saying is there are men who had their bodies cut in half so they could have passed the baton to you. There are men and women who were hung on a cross upside down, poured gasoline on them and lit, had their bodies lit on fire and burned alive so they could pass the baton to you. And then he warns and he says, so keep your eyes on Jesus and don't grow weary. Don't get faint hearted. And it's not, look, if you start getting weary and following Jesus, you're not doing a bad thing. You're just, there's encouragements in the Bible in how to overcome it. Number one is keep your eyes on Jesus. Number two is this. And listen to me. Remember I said this now when you believe me. Because in a couple of years, you're, gonna, you're probably gonna call me and we're gonna argue about this. You need the church. What church? Pick one. If you're going to a college and there's not a New Spring campus nearby, go to every church near within a five-mile radius and say, I want to love Jesus more when I'm old than I do now. Can you help me do that? How can I serve? How can I help? What can I do? I want to be around. You need the church. Listen, those of you who are going to stay around in town or you're going to a college in town and there is a New Spring campus nearby, unapologetically, let me say this as clear as I can, sign up to go to Connect class, serve on a team, get back involved in Fuse and lead a Fuse group, lead a middle school Fuse group. You need the church and here's why. You need people in your life that know you deeply and can help you get to where you're going. If you don't have people that can hold your arms up, that can breathe life into you, that can pray and encourage you, that can speak into your future, you will grow weary and faint-hearted, and we need you, so get and stay involved in a local church. You need a pastor. You need someone who is feeding you the word of God consistently. And listen to me, you're gonna go to college or get into the workplace, and here's what you're gonna find. You're gonna think that you're the only one that has problems with church. And everybody's gonna find your little 
vibe, your little zone where we like this church and we like this. Nobody cares. Every church is good. Every church is bad. They all got problems. Pick one, get fed, get plugged in, serve, pray with people, worship with the body of Christ, give back to your community. You need the church. Point number three is this. The world needs you. If you forget that the world needs you, you'll grow weary and faint-hearted. You will let the temptations of the world choke you out and you will walk from Christ if you forget that God has made you a light and then put you back in the world so that you can bring light to the darkness. If you forget your purpose, you will join a sorority and you will walk from Christ in six months. Watch. If you forget that God who invented the world and invented you and saved you, filled you with the Holy Spirit, put deep purpose in your heart, if you forget that he did that so that you could lead your college to the love of God that made them, you will walk onto your football team and within six months you will not be able to find your Bible. You cannot lose heart and lose focus on the fact that you have been saved by God for a reason. The church and the world needs you. All right, we gotta pray. We're gonna do this. We're gonna pray for seniors tonight. So on every campus, if you just graduated from high school and tonight is your last night as a FUSE student, I want you on whatever campus you're on to come to the front of your auditorium right here in the front of the stage. You can go ahead and move now on every campus. As you guys are coming up, let me talk to everybody else, okay? On every campus, for the next probably 10, 15 minutes, we're gonna take some special, committed, dedicated time at every campus, and we're gonna pray for these people. So let me give you some things that you can do, because straight up, we're not praying for you, and we're not talking to you for the next few minutes. Because we are great. I want you to see, these are the young men and the young women. Some of them have joined recently in their new Some of them have been a part of this ministry since they were 12 years old. And so here's a couple of things that you can do if you're not one of these people. If you're here with your Fuse group, you're in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade, get together with your Fuse group for the next few minutes and start talking about the plans you need to make to make sure that you're standing here in a few years. If you need to get with your fuse group and you need to confess some things about that's, that are in your life that you know are c- trying to sneakily pull you away from God, from the church, from your community, then sit with your fuse group for the next few minutes and talk to each other about this. Confess this. Pray for each other. If you know that you're not involved in the church, you need to get involved in the church, then walk out of the back doors of your auditorium or find somebody with a sticker and tonight sign up to be a part of a fuse group. If your plan is to just kind of coast until you get to your senior year, you'll never be standing here. So I'm going to pray and say amen. And when I do, every campus is going to go live at your campus. And we're going to pray for our seniors that have just graduated. And then we're going to do this. We have a baton. And you, seniors, are going to pass the baton to the rising seniors. And you're going to pray for them. And you're going to help instate their leadership of this ministry. Make no mistake about it. We have staff and we have volunteers that lead this ministry, but we don't have influence over your friends. We don't have influence over your football team, your cheerleading squad, your friend group. We don't. You do. You are the leaders of this ministry. So if you're a junior that just finished your junior year and you're getting ready to go into your senior year, you need to sit for the next few minutes and let the Spirit of God light your heart on fire for going back to school here in a couple of weeks. 
because you got some big expectations on you. So I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna say amen. Fuse pastors will be up and we'll go from there. So everybody, let's pray. God, thank you for tonight, for these next few minutes, as we focus on doing the best job that we can, transitioning this class, launching them into their next season, blessing them into the future. God, as we instate the leadership of the junior class that's rising up as seniors, that's gonna be, that's gonna set the culture, the pace, the vision, all of the things of this ministry, would they begin, God, would you begin to sink a vision deep in their heart if it's not already there of how there needs to be twice as many people here this week next year as there are right now? God, for the sixth graders that are here, the seventh graders that are here, the new Fuse Group leaders, the Fuse Group leaders that are watching tonight, deciding if they're gonna lead a Fuse Group, would you begin to work and stir down in us how deeply important it is to commit to the church, to believe in the cause of the local church, to work with the people of God to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth as it is in heaven. So God, join us over these next few minutes as we pray and launch these seniors out in Jesus' name, amen.